I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind in the business, got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. You're pinning words all like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Rant Room. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. Where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what, everybody? 2017. Yeah. Why are you staring at me like I'm all crazy and stuff? No, no. You know what? Because usually when we start, we always start with the music. So, I was waiting for the music. So I was waiting for the music. I said we're going to get right So I guess, no, I, I, was, I, I didn't know what doing, you meant by I guess we're doing we're a tonal right shift in. right now. Yeah, this is, yeah. <laughs> no, this is a format shift. No, this is, no, yeah, this is a format shift. <laughs> Shut up. <clears throat> so y'all know how we do it on the Rant Room. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture. But our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. So you hear her voice. Little Miss Interruption, that's my other new name I call her. Little Miss Interruption. <laughs> Little Miss Interruption. <laughs> What's up, Lisa? Lisa, Jam. Uh, Black Panther. Oh, yes. No, it's every day. Look. Didn't you spend nine hours talking about Black Panther on that Black, talk Black about Nerd it. episode? God listen, damn it. Uh, listen. Jesus Christ. Listen. The trailer? Is that where, yeah, the where trailer. everyone's all? Teaser trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you don't feel it. Huh? I wasn't feeling it really. Okay. Well, it's a teaser. You got to watch it nine hundred times it's like the rest teaser. of them. It, it was a lot of. It was a lot of uh, magical Negroes in Damn. there. Because I didn't see any. I didn't see the protagonist at all. Take any anybody. Take a punch to the face. Mm-hmm. Take a hit from. It's a teaser. I get it, but yeah, it's not the trailer yet. I get it, but I was still kind of like, why is everyone just looking so pretty and walking mm-hmm. around? Can black people look pretty for once, Linnell? <laughs> Can we have this? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get it. Can I was we like, have? Are you, I, like, is, is Black Panther? Is he gonna take a shot to the face one time in this teaser, or is he just gonna flip and always avoid and just look cool? If that's what you're going for, look, I guess. Don't, don't, look, we can't. Captain America can't have every movie. Can Black Panther have it? No, he's. He, I'm fine. I mean, okay. have a movie, but can, I mean, it's 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 always an issue of like complicate your protagonist. And I just saw that teaser, and I was like, okay, so they all have magic powers, and, and no bullets or or any. Yeah, there, ever was, hits there them? was that. I did notice that one little shot when they somebody pulls a gun and starts shooting Black Panther, and he doesn't even. Right. Budge and right. Like, like as if he's not even being right. shot. And I'm just and like, I was like, uh, it's not even like, a, okay. you know like nothing. Yeah, I mean, like, and I'm just walking towards it. And I'm yeah. just like, um, even Wonder Woman was yeah. like, you know, holding her, shaking yeah. behind her shield. Like, yeah. okay, I'm trying she to. She had to move her hands in the right yeah, spot or she would get jacked. We'll see. I'm just saying. We'll see. I, she I didn't, got a point, bitch. I didn't connect, she got a point. I didn't connect with it in terms of like, <laughs> I want complicated characters who are, you know, that are struggling. Where's the struggle? I didn't see the struggle. I don't think there was a lot of struggle with T'Challa. From the comics well, That doesn't make it A very compelling yeah. movie then mm. Then what are we watching We don't care hours? We want to see Beautiful black people <laughs> Look y'all don't hurt You know listen. you can go Open a magazine Look, And see family, beautiful black people Family listen The movie Okay this is just Lisa's opinion The movie don't even Have to be good I could sit there And watch black people And Black Panther For two hours And just be happy Because it's been a long time Since I've seen Gorgeous black people Looking fabulous And I will just take Whatever crumbs I can get now You can go see this um, What's this movie That's the billboards All down Girls 
out, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can go with see that Tiffany if you want to see some beautiful mm-hmm. black people. I mean, it's... Oh, I'll see that, too. Or you can watch Queen Sugar and I'm see some beautiful I'm black people. genre and us looking... With, Spaceships. Why are you turning like to a six year old? Because I want that. But you're, but you're, you're she's um, taking it away from me. I'm not taking anything away from you, but we can't have kid gloves on the whole she's time. She's throwing sugar in my Well, grits. see, okay, this, 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 the, the thing I have with the Black Panther. We didn't even introduce the I know. Sorry, you know what? Sorry. Sorry. Is, um, is this, is that I don't, see, there's so many expectations with this, like with this movie. It's mm-hmm. kind of unfair. Mm-hmm. Because you like expecting certain things. Same thing with Wonder Woman. People. It is. No, I like Wonder Woman too. And and well, maybe not because we've had some. She had a show, right. so right. I just feel like to me, I watched a Black Panther trailer and teaser. I was like teaser, and I was like, okay, this is interesting for the simple fact that as a comic fan, I think I put a post on this when the thing dropped. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a big mythology that's mm-hmm. like you have to mm-hmm. follow mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. or you're gonna fuck fuck everyone's you know mind. Mm-hmm. So I thought they went like a really really like like broad direction with it, right. you know, right. which I thought is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, again, being a comic fan, I don't necessarily need the same situation that you need. Who's not a fan? Because I like I'm, I'm filling in the dots about yeah. what's happening. You know how you know yeah. the story, but yeah, you know uh, this the is majority of the moviegoers are going to be more like me. Like, yeah. not, well, they'll probably fill that out yeah. because it's you know it's like I think Marvel's good at that. But I mean, to me, I I mean. Who's the villain? Michael B. Jordan's the villain, right? Right. The only thing is he? Villain, is, yeah, he's the villain. Yeah, that's not clear to me in the. I, it's, not, no. it's not clear. I was like, yeah. is it the two You didn't see that sexy Ferris walk when he walks up and <laughs> was that pit, was that like somebody owed was him that some money? But that haircut he has was has terrible. To go. Was terrible. <laughs> was terrible. Was distracting and terrible. But and then the pouty face this. he had on, like <laughs> I'm wait, a kid. Y'all can't see it, but they, they're talking. Y'all and I'm looking. And I'm looking. Face that Lisa has. Right. He has this pouty face. Are you back in? Friday Night Lights with this pout on your face? I gotta get a picture of that, <laughs> no. bitch. I need a picture of that face. It's, I mean, I think it's gonna be really it, good. It, but we'll see. I'm sure I'm, I'm sure the movie will be fine. They have not Marvel does not make bad movies. Mm-hmm. I just for me, the teaser, I was like, I want to see our, the protagonist like taking a few shots here and there, like really struggling. Ha- struggling, have some mm-hmm. issues, otherwise, what am I watching? Yeah, they just made Beautiful, a little gorgeous too black people. Short I mean, yeah, to two me. two like two Superman, yeah. too invulnerable. And I'm like, yeah. really? Shea butter melanin. Is well, that what it is? Shiny. <laughs> he rubbed that shit. <laughs> I get what you're saying, Hillier, but if you recall his appearance in Civil War. He had some struggle in there when, he, when they were running around with the cars and stuff. And, he yeah. didn't struggle in that. Oh, really? I, I thought, thought he did. died? Yeah. No, his dad died. Yeah. But his dad is dead. Once, once he became Black Panther, Panther, he was on. He was on. Okay. Yeah. True. You know, like but, he, but when they're on the tarmac, he's taking some shots to the face. Ant Man's throwing him around. Well, yeah, he's, he, I mean, he's, he, well, because he's fighting another superhero. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're fighting some regular poacher, I don't think okay, you're really going to get let hurt. Let me ask but, you. I mean, it's been years since I read those comic books. Does Black Panther actually have powers, or he just martial arts trained? What and and when well, he puts on the suit, okay, it gives him something. What two is things? It? He's martial arts trained. Mm-hmm. There is. Listen, and then depending on who's writing the comic, mm-hmm. he has he has additional powers. When he first came out in the '60s, he just was like, just you know, a strong he black just, dude. Or he, something he's, like. a, he's basically black. He's, he's basically a black version of Batman for Marvel. Mm. Oh, okay. And then I think Christopher Priest did an article, not a series, series of stuff for him in the late '90s, early 2000s, where they amped the level of technology that Wakanda has to so this like level that's beyond like Fantastic Four type of level. Okay. And then his suit gives him a lot of like, you know. I mean, I mean, if, you, if 
to get really geeky on it, he probably has suit design by Reed mm-hmm. Richards, which is, <laughs> this unstable, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. these unstable uh-huh. molecules that can make changes and shit. But I oh, see because I always I always wonder about that. I forgot about the whole molecule thing because I'm always like, how are they able to fall off a building and they're just still human? And be fine. Mm. First of all, who, who is you? <laughs> For What's the that? audience. Chris Derrick, everybody. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Writer, director. I, was I, thought she, I thought she was like challenging your opinion there. I was like. Oh, no, no. I, I did like, too for a second. No, I was like, I yeah. tell, tell the fam who's speaking. I was going to say uh, uh, Quince Pendergrass, but I'm not going <laughs> to go with that name. Right? Pendergrass. Damn. <laughs> yeah, so Chris Damn. Anyway, go ahead. He's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> What's up, Chris? Welcome to the show. <laughs> and then we got our girl, Lynette Wait, White. Wait, you be laughing? All right. Hi, Lynette. <laughs> oh, hi, everybody. <laughs> Writer, director herself. Yeah, and Chris left me in the parking lot earlier. Damn. I don't leave people in the parking lot. I had to go was, to the bathroom. No, it was the street. It was, you're right. It was, I had to, to go to the fair, It was I, the I, I had to go to the bathroom. Right. So he, you didn't even see her or you just kind of just turned? Oh, I said, hey, loser. And I heard he's someone like, strange <laughs> yelling out the window. I'm strange. In a like, white I'm Bronco. A it's a white forerunner. Don't make me OJ in a white I'm Bronco. Say, I'm not OJ in a white Bronco. It could have been OJ's ghost coming at me. I don't know. And I was like, you know what? I have to go to the bathroom. I have to go by the security guard. I just have to get inside real quick. And I thought I had to walk. I mean, you couldn't even give again. a wave like, "Hey, catch you later. I gotta go." Like, I mean, it was just, it was just. I, I, I didn't quite. I was like, it's fine. I, I didn't see you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I heard a voice. Yes, the window rolled down. Hey, loser. You're like now, mm-hmm. who gonna properly respond to that? <laughs> when does it properly respond? But there was to a them? friendly lilt. Yeah, it was. A, it. I don't know about that. No, no. I give you. There's I'll a, give you the non-friendly. Hey, loser. That no, been, that's that being racist. That's not. <laughs> A racist. <laughs> oh, racist crazy. Would say, a racist would say. No, a racist would say, hey, N word. <laughs> he might. Yeah. <laughs> he might. Welcome oh, to the show, Chris. Goodness. Oh, my gosh. Well, hello there. And welcome to the show, Lynette Thank White. You. It's Thank good you. to be here. Writer, director herself. Just finished. Got her MFA. Mm-hmm. We are proud of you, oh, baby. Thank you. Okay? Thank she you. Did it. Yes. Thank you. Okay. She did it. I did it. I'm out of there. <laughs> I'm out of there. Yes. <laughs> So how was the graduation? How was um, it? it was busy. I had a lot. Oh, by the way, we had Ava DuVernay come to be our keynote speaker. Oh, nice. really? Good. She was great. Oh, UCLA has some pull. Plus, she graduated from there. I was right. say, didn't she? she yeah. But oh, she didn't right. graduate from the film program. She she had English. She graduated from the English right. program and right. a minor in African American studies. She okay. was great. Um, but Uh-oh. here's a little cute little story. <laughs> so my parents story. are there. My my mom, my aunt. <laughs> And my dad are sitting there, right? And so Ava gives her keynote, which was great because she talked about redefining what you think of as success. Right. Mm. So when she started making her short films and then her documentaries and then building up to her feature, mm-hmm. Middle of Nowhere, she was like, I need to redefine what success is going to be for me because I can't expect to have the success of, say, a Spielberg right. or a... Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Christopher Nolan, I need to redefine what's success for me. Is it getting right. my film made and mm-hmm. getting it in a festival? You know, is it getting it to Sundance and that's success? So, like, I can't define myself in monetary things. And then mm-hmm. when she did that, everything, you know, Came the world good. opened up right. to, opened up for her. Right. That's okay, a good so, point. So, her so she key- got to a place of acceptance or something. Yes. Mm-hmm. Her, her mm-hmm. keynote was great. I, I hope maybe they record it somewhere. Where I was hanging on every word. Yeah. Anyway, I, <laughs> later on, I get a text from my friend, Bissy, who's an... Um, <laughs> Um, you got a friend named Bissy? Yeah. Doesn't everyone have a friend named Bissy? <laughs> I love it. That's a great name. Dude, she's like, in the program. She's in the program. She's a year behind me. Okay. And uh, she texts me. She's like, yeah, um, when Ava mentioned that her parents were in the audience, this white couple in front of me turned and pointed at your parents and giggled and smiled, thinking that my parents 
were her were parents. Avery's parents. Oh, yes, because when you have a graduation, like a bunch of white kids mm-hmm. in that program, there's only a couple black families there, oh, and right, so they just right. sort of sat. They, they just assumed. There, they just assumed. Oh, that must be them over there. I was like, so basically, Avery's your sister because they're light skinned. So, <laughs> why are they snickering though? They weren't snickering. I mean, they were just. They were like, oh, look, that must be them. That 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 was yeah. the tone of it. There wasn't a snicker. Oh, that was the friendly. It was like voice. A, it was like a friendly giggle. <laughs> that was the friendly. <laughs> we're sitting next to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't that them? Yeah, ooh, yeah. Isn't that them? I was like, no, that's so not them. <laughs> they are not what you're looking for. Yeah. No, in terms of knowing about film or TV, no, they know nothing. But mm. that's okay. So let good. me just ask you. I thought where you were going when you said that was that maybe after you guys went to eat and your dad and your mom were like had an epiphany of like, I see what you're doing now. You know no, I mean? that's Nothing. not. That hasn't happened okay. yet. Did, that hasn't happened think? yet. That's what I thought. I thought that's where you were going. Oh, and I mean, because my mom is familiar with Ava's work because she mm-hmm. watches Queen Sugar, but my, my dad doesn't know, didn't know who she was. My, you know, they're just like, they're mm-hmm. trying. I'm trying to get them there, but they're mm-hmm. older and mm-hmm. they don't quite understand this career shift I've yeah. made. For them, I know because they grew up in segregated South. Right. And then they were part of that mass migration northward after they were college educated and there were no jobs in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. You know, for them, I know they're thinking you had stability, and now yes. you've gone and done this thing, and yeah. we're not totally you flying sure planes, what, what you doing? this was. You know, we're not sure. What were you what? doing before? I'm sorry. You in the, you in the army? Air force. Air force. Well, you really don't know me at all. Yeah, don't Damn. listen to. <laughs> <laughs> if something goes down, she could fly us. But, but the thing is, Chris, I meant to say the military. Let me correct Lisa on something. If something goes down, I'm fly Lisa and Hilliard. <laughs> Me in the parking lot just now. I don't need you to stay in LA and fall into the I have my own jet available to me. I have a jet available to me. <laughs> Air Force Two. Chris, where's your jet? Where's your jet? <laughs> it's at Santa Monica what? Airport. We'll be remembered. I hold grudges. Let me tell you something. You know when you're a jet, you're a jet all the way from the yes. first cigarette to your last dying day. Just so you know. Mm. Okay. Don't let me start singing this shit. Don't be looking at me all crazy. You know the song. You know West Side Story. Hey, I know bitch. the dance moves and everything. Please. Please. <laughs> Michael Bay's favorite movie. My favorite movie of all time. Oh, oh, I didn't know that was, was Michael Bay's favorite really? movie. That's my number one movie. Mm. Anywho. Anywho. Yeah. That's what's up. Congrats. Yeah, that's so cool. we are yes, proud of you. Congratulations. What's so what's next for you in regards to I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Um, See that's now you you got how many five six scripts out of that? I got f- five scripts and my short film. Now okay, here's right, the other right, thing. Right. So <clears throat> oh, it was crazy. Like the week prior to graduation, they had two things sort of happen out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Um, one was I submitted my film to like the Silver Lake screening thing, mm-hmm. and they all of a sudden they were like, "Yeah, we want to show it. We want to kick off our they do outdoor movies." Oh, okay. Is like, that the one where the band plays live? No, well, they, it play, they have a DJ beforehand, okay, okay. and then they have like one of those outdoor screens that you blow up, and they always pair like an independent filmmaker short, and then like they showed cool runnings the night that okay. they asked me to. Come. Oh, that's funny. So I, so that was going on, like, so I had graduation, then mm-hmm. I went to Santa Barbara for a writer's retreat, mm-hmm. which was all veterans, which is a whole nother story. Then I came back early from that to do the screening at um, Silver Lake Picture Show. Mm-hmm. That was great. I mean, but again, it was like two hundred people there, well, and you good. had to introduce your film, and I'm like. <laughs> All right, on the <laughs> microphone. Like, okay, hi everybody. <laughs> so it's a tough moment. Yeah, it is. That's and you want to come off. Yes. You want to be kind of concise and still mm-hmm. introduce, you know, your project, but not go on and on. But I made it more about community because everyone there lives kind of in the area, and I live in the area. Luckily, I live in Los- like people that don't know LA. There's different neighborhoods. So, so Silver Lake is on the east side. Mm-hmm. I live right adjacent in Los Feliz. 
It's hipster central. I'm not gonna lie, mm-hmm. but I mean, at least I live in a neighborhood, so I was one of them. Mm-hmm. You know, which which very helped. diverse neighborhood. Um, I will say, I would have liked if more of my cast and crew had made it to the screening. Mm-hmm. Um, just a note for y'all out there: like when you work on stuff, try to come support screen. Right. Yes, right. I mean, it just it just would help. Yeah. You know, um, I would have came if you to let me know. Yeah, no, no, it's, but I, I'm. I'm going first and foremost to my cast group. Plus, it was the first screen. I'm like, I don't know how it's going to play. Right, right. Let's see, let's see outside. Like, do you worry about like how it's going to sound? Like what's the, all, all the time, the all the time. Even yeah. that night, my my show is outdoor screening, and so we get we're like three quarters of the way through the film. And I'm like, okay, everything's going okay. I think people are hearing. They're laughing at weird parts. I don't really understand that, but okay. And then a homeless man has a fit in the freaking porta potty what? right behind me, like yelling and cursing, shaking the porta potty. I'm like, I'm like, no. I mean, and right at a pivotal moment, and I'm mm-hmm. like, they won't be able to hear because he's having a oh, fit. I'm just I know freaking exactly out. I'm freaking out. Yes. I wouldn't do an outdoor screen personally. But yeah, me. yeah. I've I've kind of I've kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that was any exposure screens, is good. Bad screens, bad sound. Mm. Why would you do that? I mean, that's just me. Oh wow. Well, at least I did something. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking to the ultimate I'm happy cinephile for you. there. I'm happy for oh you. Oh, my goodness. Because, see, see, because it's like what you said. I think you needed to do it. It's the personally. exposure. Yeah. It's in, 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 and it's talking in front of the audience because the one thing I hate with anybody who gets up, who gets up in front to talk with their, their movie is they don't know how to talk about their movie. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And whether it's writers or... At the guild, sometimes like they just go on and on. They're like, no, 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 you wrote this yeah. thing. Yeah, you spent two years probably mm-hmm. at least on this. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to like, you know, yeah, right. really give it the elevator, get uh, the size. PR yeah. like situation Correct. down. And it, and it's the same thing to to, to introduce your movie. And like you said, you're nervous because that is what it is, and you're also like you're also taking your soul and going Correct. here, everyone. Yeah, yeah. step on it, yeah. Yeah. step on it. You are totally and then the vulnerable. Guy has a fit in the porta yeah. potty. You're totally vulnerable. But yeah. totally. I know from my from my own experience from going to those outdoor cinemas or outdoor screenings, I don't like that experience. Mm. Yeah, as as as, yeah. A, as an audience member. So therefore, as a filmmaker, I'd be double because I remember yeah. I, 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 I you know, the cemetery thing. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it, yeah, it's kind of similar to that. Kind of similar to that. Yeah. I, I remember I, I'm like. What makes the movies interesting is the f- the space isn't closed. Mm-hmm. Like the like 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 the, the audio disappears Im- immediately, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, and you're like, can people hear <laughs> He's this? Walking away from the mic again. <laughs> <laughs> he loves to do that. You know, you're like, can people hear this? And, and, yeah. and uh, I think here's what I think happened. I mean, I was in the back because I was like, this will be the worst. Um, this will be the worst sound back here. <laughs> the people in the front seemed to get it, and afterwards, some of them came up to me and be like, "Yeah, you know, I was amazed at how much they actually got." I was like, "You got that?" Can we really? tell people who don't know what was what's the movie? Oh, about? so my movie's called An Uber Tale. Okay, and um, I think I talked about this on the show. Yeah, but just I was on here. It's a new um, episode. So it's a guy and a girl. They get into an Uber. They don't know each other. They're strangers. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that there's an attraction between them, but they can't ever work up the nerve to speak to each other. Okay. And so the whole thing is told to, to, from the girl's point of view in terms of like, all, and it's through voiceover, all the reasons why she doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. Um, now I'm too fat. La, 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 la. And so it, it's a little bit, of, and it's a fairy tale in terms of they spend a lifetime in this Uber and they just keep driving all around LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I sure. give it a happy ending. So, yeah. So you, you, this is this shot is, in a car. Yeah. 
And you get a process trailer, or do you? Guys- oh no, oh no. <laughs> we had a we had a DP in the freaking. I know we did it like. You no, know, I was yeah. curious because yeah. it sounds like it's, yeah. it's it sounds like it's very uh, complicated. What, no, what, pe- what they the reason why they actually picked my film one it was like family friendly. Okay, I could show up for all right. audiences. Other thing they were like we were we really like your resourcefulness because you shot you told a whole story with one location, mm-hmm. which was the van, the minivan was our one location, and we went all over LA driving That's around. Smart shooting a van too because you get more room. To yes, mm-hmm. so. I I was around. in the me director. I'm on the floor in the third seat that you can't see under a blanket with my Watching monitor, monitor yeah. and then the actors are in the second seat and the DPs in the passenger. That's all very smart. It's mm-hmm. all very very smart. I like try to be smart, Chris, but yeah. except, except when I go to <laughs> except when I go to uh, screening or I'm accepting the screenings that you don't approve of. No, it's, it's, no, it's, it's not that I don't it's approve okay, of it. Chris. I just feel that. I don't, I mean, as a filmmaker, I feel it's just a disservice to you because your movie's not shown in the yeah, best I get possible you. light. I get you. I mean, it's, I mean, I, I, I hate that. It's like when we did the screening mm-hmm. for, um, for Architects down at the, at the, um, Hollywood Black Film Festival. Oh, like, was it, was it not? Well, <clears throat> okay, face. I, I mean, they didn't set the projection up correctly. And it's and it's one of those things, you know. When I was a kid. I used to always read about how Stan Kubrick would send out these little these spies to the places that they were. He was screening his movie at, and I was like, "What's the deal? What's the deal?" And then the, yeah. the first time you screen a mo- your own movie on a big screen, and it's like, "Oh, see, th- the thing about the outdoor screens is the the screen's not reflective. The screen mm-hmm. is usually mm-hmm. white. Mm-hmm. And the mo- it's just called a silver screen for a reason because it's pushing light mm-hmm. back at you. Mm-hmm. So, so just immediately the image is never it doesn't have the right contrast value that you probably spend a lot of time right. saying I gotta get to look. I gotta get yeah, to look. And I colored right, the movie too. I yeah. personally color it, but I had someone color. You know, the movie. Yeah, yeah, you spend all that time and it's mm-hmm. like that's now thrown out the window <laughs> because all this stuff doesn't work the same way that in terms of what you wanted it. I mean, to me, it's just like, it's just like when you have a letterbox movie. I mean, a watching movie, and then you like pan and scan it. It's like you're. Like you're preventing the filmmakers' like vision f- that they decided to put out to the world from being seen and accepted the way that they wanted it to do. Right? You no, know? I get you. And and I mean, like you said, the audio. I mean, the fact that you even talk about the audio now is like that would make me cringe. Mm-hmm. You're like, mm-hmm. damn it, they yeah. can't hear that, or it's echoing, mm-hmm. or it's like, mm-hmm. or, or five feet from mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. But on the, on the other side, it's it's an experience, you know, and it's like you don't know who was there, you know. Right. I mean. And I got to connect with these guys that run Silver Lake Picture Show, and they're really oh, they're really nice. cool. Okay. You know, so. that's what's so important about. And all they're that. also filmmakers, <laughs> and then you go to the after party afterwards, and like you know, you just connect with more. And more you're, and it was featured that night, so right? I think right. That's, that's yeah. what's important. Yeah. See, now that yeah. to me is is. is Kicking off their summer series, they were like, "We love smart. this. We want to put this." And I, because I told them like, "Hey, why don't you run this? Because it's because it's kind of a romance thing a little bit." <clears throat> I was like, "Why don't you run this with the Notebook? You guys are planning to show a Notebook in July." They were like, "Ah, no, we want to we want to kick off the summer with this." I was like, "Oh, that's shit. good. That's okay. good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's congrats. Yeah. congrats. congrats. The same day that they were contacting me about Silver Lake Picture Show, you know, wanting to show the movie, I got email out of nowhere. Hmm. I, not entirely out of nowhere. Someone had referred me. I, it's a whole backstory to that. Mm-hmm. But then I got email from my Exec at a premium cable channel. Really? Who was like, well, look, you were referred to us by, I don't want to say the name, um, but it's a big name. I'll tell mm-hmm. y'all off, okay. offline. Um, you referred to us, we're looking for a writer to adapt this book. Really? And this is a Friday. And I'm like, okay, um, yeah, you know, if y'all want to send it in the mail to me or whatever, you're like, okay, yeah, we'll send it to you on Monday. They, okay, so weekend comes around, and I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. Mm. Uh, I thought about getting up, reading it on Kindle. I was like, no, nah, I'll just let them, you know, when they send the book, then I'll, I'll look at it, mm-hmm. whatever. They messengered the book to me, like, Love it. on Good. Monday. Mm-hmm. Like, come to your house, sign for the book. Mm-hmm. So then, 
Um, I started paper trail. Bitch. I started reading. The, I was started reading the book, but then I had that retreat to go to in Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. so I was like, and that was intense, and I couldn't read as much as I could. I don't, Ten days after I got the book, I got a follow up. Hey, how's it going with the reading of the book? You like it? And I was like, <laughs> Wow, they really want to know if I'm feeling this book. Mm. Um, and two day turnaround. They expect a two day turnaround. Well, I couldn't do that, and I explained to that. I explained that to them right off the bat. I was like, This grad, like you gave, they gave this to me. Four days for graduation. Mm. So they gave this, the book to me came in on Monday. Tuesday, I fell down the stairs. I told y'all that story before we went online. <laughs> <laughs> then Friday was, gra- then Wednesday, my parents went down, and then Friday was graduation. Like, there was no time to read a book. Yeah. I'm sorry. I did what I could, but I was like, okay. Um, so then I finally, like, last weekend, I was like, all right, let me burn through this book. And I let them know my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And they were like, um, would you be interested in putting together a pitch and coming in? We're looking for someone who's super passionate about the book. And I gotta be honest with you. Um, I did a lot of This is something Everyone needs to think about mm-hmm. Because you always want You always been taught Get in the room Get in the room Get in the room right. But if the material Is not for you It's not for you Oh and please I did, say, I did, that, say that one more time If the material Is not for you It's not for you mm-hmm. And I did not connect To the material um, In that way When they said We're looking for someone Super passionate That's not me um, it's, I'm so, You know So I said Hey I just went back To really You know Respectful, like I don't want to waste your time. You don't. You guys don't want to waste my time, and mm-hmm. this isn't for me. But keep me in mind if you guys have anything you're doing in terms of X, Y, and Z. You know, military yeah. is my this my is what I'm good military at, right? is my right. wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Here's actually here's something I'm thinking of doing this mm-hmm. summer. I'm gonna work on, and still keep that an open open door. But mm-hmm. it just it just wasn't the project for me, and I agonized over it until I talked to my buddy Michael Cassett. I was like. Uh, I don't, you know, should I do it? I, he's like, he's like, I've learned over the years, it is not worth putting yourself it through the not, agony of not. something you're not really interested in to try and put together. Because a, a pitch would have been a lot of work. A pitch would have taken pitch up. Is a lot. It would have taken up, you know, a majority of my summer when I had mm-hmm. this other project that I'm really excited. To, like this other spec, I'm th- I'm going to write this summer. Period piece, classical <laughs> music, Amadeus like with a black man. I will say no more. Okay, <laughs> say no more. Let's have your alley, Chris. Oh, I'm writing that right now. Actually, you know that, right? <laughs> no, because you know it's going to be. It's going to be hair, clothes, yes, <laughs> yes, all the things I love. Backstabbing, yes. backstabbing yes. over music. I'm, so I'm, so I'm so happy you I'm so you there. referenced that movie. It's like one of my favorite. My movies. I just read the script yes. on Friday. I, I went to the Rise Guild. Movie. I went to the Rise Guild because I'm doing. I'm like I said, I'm all in on this period piece. Have you seen the the director's cut? No, I have not. Mm. I disappoint you yet again. No, no, I'm no. <laughs> it seems like no, it's brilliant. It's brilliant, though. No, no, no. Yes, no, no I'm not disappointed. I'm just, I mean, that movie. I remember watching it when it came out. Um, yeah, I was kind of young, but I was just. This is such a fucking great movie. And uh, and over the years, I've probably seen. I've probably seen it like ten times, like in its entirety, and a bunch of times in pieces of it. I think it's so well told. Mm-hmm. I think that um, God, it's hilarious. You have to read. I, even hilarious. reading the script, they did it's some. Film, Amazing transitions so and to the point where just, I'm going to yeah, copy them. Yeah, like I should. wrote them down. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, stealing. The transitions are great. I mean, the, the the thing is, is that I don't know when it was. Maybe it was ten years ago. Maybe maybe longer. I, I it was probably the 30th anniversary of the movie. So it was whatever. Um, yeah, I think it was 84. The movie. Yeah. So, so it would have been 2014. Maybe no. This is even longer. So this is 20th anniversary. It was two, maybe it was 2004. Anyway, I saw the director's cut. The, the, the director's cut. They did a little series at uh, I want to say the Cinerama Dome at the time. So it was prior <coughs> to the ArcLight. Um, and the director's cut is maybe another. It's going to be three hours and ten minutes. So oh, it's, wow. it's another twenty minutes. It's a long movie. Anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, and it's honestly like Emil's former was talking, and he was like, "It was only cut 
because they didn't want to have a movie that would play that long mm-hmm. because it was you know it was way it was it, you can't hour, run it as many times. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, 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 it's, it's yeah. possible to run a three-hour movie, three-hour twenty-minute movie is difficult. But the scenes that they put back in, mm-hmm. like, totally changed a lot of the 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 the, the subtext between Stanzi and Salieri mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. that I was like, oh shit, mm-hmm. why'd you guys cut this? And then mm-hmm. I realized they didn't, they didn't, he didn't want to cut it. But mm-hmm. it's a brilliant movie. Um, it's just brilliant movie. Cool. It's, hey, oh yeah, so I just I just want to say something. I don't mean to backtrack. Yeah. Somebody who does a lot of assignments. Here's what I would I I, I think you did the right thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you totally did the right thing. However, let's look at it another way. Yeah. Let's let's yeah. do that. Yeah. Right. Without saying, oh, you shouldn't have done. Yeah. That's not what yeah. I'm talking about. So, like, I, I don't know if you heard the episode I did on Paper Team. <clears throat> but I, I, I heard it. I, yeah, I, I, but I, I talked I about it. this exact thing where producers give you a situation for a project and it's not in your voice, mm-hmm. but you have to figure out a way mm-hmm. to pitch it back to them in your voice. Mm-hmm. So what I'm wondering is, and it's, but sometimes you just reach it and you're like, I don't even know how to add my voice to this. Right. So maybe that's the point. right. Right. And what I found is I'm all about tone. So if I can pitch them a different, like they might say it's total slapstick, Jack Black comedy, and I'll be mm, like, not your, not your thing. Can we do more Californication? Let me explain to you why. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Can it be more slice of life? And and so I'll figure out a way to shift it. Mm-hmm. So at least they hear my pitch from my point of mm-hmm. view, mm-hmm. my way. Mm-hmm. And and whether I get it or not, at least I feel good about pitching mm-hmm. them what I know I'd be good at. Mm-hmm. I think you did the right thing. For you, I'm just trying to see in case this comes up again. Yeah, maybe there's another shift. Yeah, can- no, this wasn't a, something that my voice, okay, my particular voice, would have worked. Well, for. I mean, I mean, I, I would have been trying to put a round peg in a square uh-huh. hole, and now I was just like, even while I was reading the book, I was like, ah, this is not uh-huh. really, nah, this okay. is not. not me. I mean, I, I look, I, I think what you just said, um, uh, Hilliard, is really smart. Is that is that if assignments come up? I mean, you want that money, you want to write something. Mm-hmm. And it's almost and and you're right. See, the thing is, is that people come at you with projects that they are interested in, mm-hmm. but they don't know how it's going to look as a movie. Correct. And this and is, this, and this is and, for a TV series, you know, and, or yeah. or whatever. People don't yeah. people don't know how it's going to look, mm-hmm. and so they have an idea in their head about what it could be, and the, and they're really soliciting from the writer to come back with what you're saying a take on. Oh, we're seeing it as this. And you go, no, no, it's better like this. I mean, that's how you. I mean, there's a lot of projects you look at uh, that 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 that's the. That's how you. That's how you get the job. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, a friend of mine. I don't know if I told you a story before about the thing with with NWA movie. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine who wrote the Tupac movie, he was telling me that he was up for that movie, and he pitched them a version that they actually, that people in New Line actually really, really liked. You know, he wanted to tell it kind of like Rashomon because he was because well, well, yeah, wow, well, well, yeah, because the people were like, well, you know, none of the people like Ice Cube and, I was, and Dre and Easy and these widow like don't agree up really upon what happened. Mm. And I was like, well, that is actually the better. That's then you can do it from so many different points of view. Is what yeah, you're well, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh-huh. the coolest thing because. You want controversy in the movie about the world's most dangerous group, okay. right? Right. But you know, the people at Ice Cube and them and everyone were like, "That sounds cool." But then Andrea Burloff, she went in there and said, "I want to make this movie about police brutality." Ah, and they were like, "Sold." Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like a different way of telling uh, the story. Okay. So, yeah. so that's how yeah. you come in and yeah. she had a different angle, a different yeah. angle. Yeah. I mean, 
and it's obviously a different movie, and obviously the version that's like told from different points of view. And it's timely from what was going, what's been going on. You so. know, which actually would be really fucking cool for any kind of hip hop movie you mm-hmm. told like that because mm-hmm. people don't believe in or, or, or a series, stories. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, that's just that's what they want from anybody who they're coming at from a creative point of view. They want you to say. Here's my artistic spin on this, because mm-hmm. you can take you can take anything and you can make it really good, or you can make it really bad, mm-hmm. and, and which can segue us into the Han Solo conversation. Yes, <laughs> no, I, no, no, I, I, I was going to say that. You stole my line. I said when you said the tonal thing. Now we can segue <laughs> to Han Solo, but you, you beat me see, to it. See, see, Go ahead. see because. I First, look at, well, let's explain, let's explain the, the Han, Han Solo situation. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> these directors called um, Lord and Miller, who directed uh, uh, the Lego movie and and the Twenty One Jump Street films, they were able to pitch a version that Lucasfilm and Disney thought would be a cool way to do Han Solo, and then they're filming the movie, and I guess they're at least beyond the halfway point mm-hmm. and I guess there's a mutiny with the star and with Kathleen Kennedy and they were like you guys gotta go and wasn't Lawrence wow. Kasdan too because he and, wasn't because yeah, Lawrence Kasdan has a reputation of being by the book this is what I write this, mm-hmm. you do it this say, is what you say do. Do. and there was some improvis- yeah. improvisation going on they're, they're known for that yeah. I, I mean and, and, and Kasdan wrote this with his son so there's probably right. like not the same level of like ownership in a sense but maybe it's even more protective which is like my son's words too but from what I've heard you know the, the actor guy who played Han Solo uh-huh. he kind of led the revolt because he was like you're playing this like a slapstick movie mm, was yeah. essentially what you know they've reported it and you know then once Kathleen Kennedy like I guess had some of the the footage they shot kind of compiled and sh- you know shown edited mm-hmm. up, she's like you gotta you guys gotta go you know, they also can I, brought can I, in an acting coach they, for the I heard the acting yeah. coach thing and also can I just interject this is just parentheses in the mm-hmm. conversation okay who asked for a Han Solo movie that's what I was going to say <laughs> that's exact thank you asterisk thank parentheses you. but now back to our regular no, discussion no 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 <laughs> I want to discuss this yes I, because why are we doing this spoiler alert you killed off Han Solo in a very unceremonious fashion yeah. mm-hmm. in Force Awakens he should have gone out in a blaze of glory you, right. get, you had him stabbed by his mm-hmm. um, and then fall off his like freaking punk, punk son <laughs> yeah I was like, that's not how it goes out. But then how, okay, so then you're going to do his early years. But you can't really build, for me, any credible um, distress for him because we already know he survives it all. So I'm like, that's why I What are the stakes? What are the stakes? What are the stakes for this character? See, that's to me, that's why the whole whole prequel trilogy was terrible because I was like, we know what happens to these people. Mm -hmm. You have to do something, you have to do something that shocks the shit out of people that would make them go, well, what the hell is going to happen? Yeah. Like, it's this thing that, that like, I've been saying all along in the middle, because I walked out of Clone, the, the <laughs> Attack of the Clone. Attack of the Clone was in the middle of it. I was like, I can't watch this. God bless you. you know, I walked out. God bless you. And, uh, but, but I said to myself, you'd blow everyone's fucking mind if you had Ben Kenobi's arm cut off in that movie. Because hmm. we're like, in the future, he's got an arm. How the hell do you go from losing your arm to no, you know, mm-hmm. some, mm-hmm. you have to do something that radical mm-hmm. that, 
Yeah, but you know what? I was, I was. We never see Kenobi with his yeah. shirt off, so you don't know. You know, oh, what you don't know what's going on. So you don't really yeah. know. And plus, so, I mean, I, as we saw in Empire, they can make those hands look really. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. But I, I guess my other thing was, I mean, I'll say this for Revenge of the Sith, which I know you like hate that movie as well. But I, I saw I'm, okay, I'm okay with Revenge of the Sith because because at least with that, they had the interest of how does he turn and what manner does he turn? Who gets him to turn? That was intriguing. That kept me invested in the movie. With this Han Solo of it all. I was just like, why are we making this movie? Just to, it's like a cash grab. And there's so many other characters in Star Wars universe that we so, so much better. We know uh, less about. Now, yeah. mind you, I love Han Solo. Okay, mm-hmm. the reason why I the biggest reason why I went in the Air Force is because I saw Star Wars. I saw him and Moss Eisley shoot Greek Guido, Greedo, mm-hmm. whatever his name was, and then walk out, flip a coin to the bartender, and like, <laughs> sorry about the mess. And then I was like, that's who I want to be. That guy right there. Mm-hmm. But How see, do I that be that character? Mm-hmm. That kind of mercenary, ruthless character. Mm-hmm. Is who they were not. They, they, that's not what the direction they were going with the movie. Right, and, and you have yeah. to realize that the Han Solo in, in the younger days he has to become that person. True. So you can't well, play something like I heard they were, they were playing it like Fletch. That's no, no, what that's I wrong. heard. That's wrong. Now that's, that's totally wrong. Hmm. Now, because he was that in Empire. The reason why he knew a lot of the Empire secrets was Han Solo. If you read the you know some of the books, he was. In, you know, he was like a, um, in the Academy or Empire Academy or something and mm. was rising up through the ranks and finally he just said, fuck it, I'm out of here. Mm. I mean, that's part of the backstory I know about Han Solo. Um, yeah. Well, I, it seems to me like they wanted to make a movie that was really kid-friendly to sell some merchandise. Yeah. And the slapsticky mm. stuff, the rumored stuff that they were saying, I think they realized the integrity of the series is now in and, and then but, you, but you have these generational gaps too. We have to look at it too. We got that old vanguard that... They're the keeper of the flame of, you know, the Star Wars mythos. Mm-hmm. And then you got these new cats mm-hmm, that you're bringing mm-hmm. in. And I mm-hmm. hate to say it, y'all waste a lot of money because you knew what the fuck you were getting when you hired <laughs> right. them. Right. You knew they did you improv. Knew, you knew they were going to change you knew lines. That. Yeah. Based on their previous I wouldn't work. have hired those guys because... Look, I liked the Twenty One Jump Street. Was, I, I, those are not; those are really? funny movies. I mean, look, I don't watch a lot of comedies, so I thought they were okay. okay. All right, so I can't really. Like, I think Channing. I mean, Channing a, helps like, the movie. Like Channing, yeah, and, and, um, I, and Ice Cube is barking a little bit too much. But um, Jonah Hill is it? Jonah, Jonah Hill? Hill, yeah. Um, but I say to myself, and and there's the type of humor in the Lego film that hmm. I was like, these guys do not do the Han Solo film. Right. I just, I, I just, again, I'm, I'm just like, no. I, hate to, I hate to bring it back to me again, but sometimes it comes <laughs> down to is this the material that is really right for exactly. me? Exactly. Yeah. And I don't is think that material is right for them, but it's hard to turn, it's hard to say no to Disney and that and, machine. I, and and the Star Wars, because right. I, I guarantee you, those guys were like, they grew up loving Star Wars. I mean, look, sure, look for I, sure. I guarantee you, almost 95% of the people who were directing films, they were like, I got a Star Wars film for you. They would jump and be like, I'm yeah. doing it. I don't care what it is. Is, it's, is it open assignment? Because right. it is open yeah. assignment, right. essentially, oh, yeah. you know? Right. So let's go do it. But I mean, I'm not even sure who you, who would be good at doing that type of movie. I mean, and again, who wants to see it? Nobody wants. No, but no. I'm just saying. I, I'm just look, saying. Look, I'm being look. honest. Like when they said we're doing this, like when all the other stuff was coming out, everybody was like excited. Like, yeah, all the fandom coming out. There's a like solo film. When there's a Han Kenobi solo, film. And I'm when like, the Han Solo thing those. came up, people were like. Eh, even when they had Donald Glover, like we got him as, as, as he doesn't, he's not Lando. You, you ain't, he's please, not Lando. That's not Preston Curl. No, no. <laughs> I no. don't see him. Billy, Billy, Billy D. Williams had more charisma. Like that's yeah. not. That's, yeah. I know. I know. What you, look, I know what it's y'all. True. I know what y'all were trying to do. Billy got the good hair. Listen, no listen. I know what you were trying to do. 
But you got to look mm-hmm. like you got a progression. I got to mm-hmm. think, project like this is going to be this. Mm-hmm. That's not that. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to Donald doing his thing. Yeah. But it's like that's yeah. I didn't see that. This, so is, unless, this is not the material this, this for the, you. This is the AU universe, the alternative. Yeah. But, see, but, 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 but off the jump, I didn't feel comfortable about the film because I like Donald Glover. But he's he's ultimately a comedian, right? So right. he's the wrong choice for this movie, in my opinion. And then they got a Woody Harrelson in the movie, who I love, but he's right. but he's comic relief mm-hmm. and stuff. I mean, or the drunk guy in the Hunger Games, yeah. or yeah. that sort of. Th- yeah, you're right. But that's comic relief, yeah, in for sure. Games. Or I mean, or and, and, like, and even in True Detective, he plays the comedy guy to the straight man by what's his name. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not comedy comedy but he is a comic relief in that um and so i just was like they're not gonna do this movie cool so i don't really want to see it i mean i always feel i say this all the time about star wars movies i don't want to see a movie about anything that is really that is within you know uh 50 years either right, way right of the original go trilogy. elsewhere i don't want to see that pull a star trek you know i mean one of the things why star trek next generation works so well is because they were like, okay, Kirk and all those guys, that's 50 years ago. We're in a new thing <laughs> right now. Like, these, new. these characters jump probably ahead. don't even know who those people are from way back. They don't. I mean, unless Kirk has got some, like, you know, like, uh, General MacArthur or Patton type of, like, status in Starfleet, maybe they don't know his name or not. They know his, they know they his maneuvers. Know right. they're, so they're in the manual like somewhere. That. But to yeah. me, the thing that would make the Star Wars movie so cool is that you have, I mean, like the license to do any right. kind of space opera. Right. And then you don't have to worry. I mean, that, that would be, with that budget, it's mm-hmm. all of a sudden the coolest shit you could but do. The, that, and not but then worry the, about, the fear comes in because yeah. now you're getting into areas where they're, oh, it's unknown. These are unknown right. characters. This is not, you know, a jump off from stuff we've already seen. It won't do the same numbers. The, the fear comes mm-hmm. in. So I agree. I agree. I, I would well well something happened on the way to the farm. When they when they hired these guys, they 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 must have pitched something where the tone was like, We're gonna try something new and then they were for it and then something happened. Who's directing it now? Is it Ron Howard? Ron Howard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean it he'll get seems, it done. He'll get oh, it done. He's a beast, but I just don't, it, it seems like a different type of film. It's for him, a different it's gonna, shift. It's gonna be, you know, um, some because co- I heard they weren't even getting coverage. I heard they were spending hours on two setups. Wow! In, in like a day or something crazy. Like that. That was another issue that, that Kennedy sounds had. like some Stan Kubrick type of a yeah page progression. And with with these type of big you can do with these type of big budget movies, mm-hmm. they want you to get a. Well, I don't know. They ain't hired my ass, but I I'm assuming they want you to get a lot of coverage. Mm-hmm. So that then they can make the movie in the edit, give them a lot of options, mm-hmm. and then when they go in the edit room, they can figure out what the movie is. Mm-hmm. And these guys doing two setups a day, that doesn't really work. I also want to kind of pivot to the fact that what I'm noticing now is finally, I think maybe because we put a spotlight on it, some of these young, younger white auteurs who are getting these big jobs after their little... Not, not, these, not these guys are in that same boat, but I'm talking about the Colin Trevorrows. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the Gareth Edwards, because mm-hmm. apparently he did Rogue One, right? Mm-hmm. And there was an issue there, and they brought in Tony Gilroy. The Beast! Right. Who, who, who not just wrote stuff. I heard that he came right. in and did directing, right. too. Right, I heard, yes. I heard yes, that's what I... And yeah. yeah, it all kind of... And so now it's all coming together that sometimes... And then the other gentleman who did... 
who did um, Jurassic World after he did Safety Not Guaranteed. That's Colin Trevorrow. Okay. And then, so he's got this Book of Henry thing out now, right? Is that? Yeah. yeah which everyone yeah, exactly, kind of just like. Exactly. So I think now people are starting to see maybe they aren't as talented as we assumed or, or maybe they work in a certain arena. But then once you take them out of that arena, once you take them out of that indie film arena mm-hmm. and you put them in big budget where decisions have to be made quickly. That was the other thing I heard about these two guys on, Star- on the solo movie. They couldn't make decisions fast enough for the departments, you mm. know, in terms of like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a machine. Well, see, well mm-hmm. see, see, it's crazy because, see, this is like where they don't necessarily have the, 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 the don't necessarily have the power as, as filmmakers yet. And then you jump mm-hmm. on a big film like that where it's like, you know, it's franchise, it's extra corporate. I mean, Again, this is why I always say those guys who are like these top, top directors who have a lot of control and a lot of power should be doing these films. Like like someone like David Fincher gets mm-hmm. on and says, if I want to do one shot today, it's all we're doing. And that's all they're yes. doing. Now, we might not, not, so we're doing 99 takes. Everybody's but that's saying, what we're, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes. And his movies look, his movies, you might not like them, whatever you do about his work, but, his, but, but he's got a singular vision. And I yes. always want to see those guys get the money and get the toys and get the big stuff. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, that's Christopher Nolan, that's like Steven Spielberg, mm-hmm. but there's a gap of like, you know, I mean, it, I think a lot of people, you know, there's always this talk that people thought that Colin Trevorrow or these guys could, they f- had the energy of like a Spielberg, people mm-hmm. said, oh, he felt mm-hmm. like evil mm-hmm. But, you know, if you look at Spielberg, he's a savant. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone. It's mm-hmm. like if people can people can look at his work and figure out what, what, what stuff that he's doing as a filmmaker and go, oh yeah, we can copy this and blah 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 on our little push-ins and shit like that. But he's such a savant because if you, I, I think what happened on Jaws would break most people, right? It would right, and they'd never work again, right? If you, haven't read, if you haven't read the book on the making of Jaws, I suggest you guys you know, go read that. I'm, I mean, there's that. I there's mean, documentaries on it. Yeah, now. yeah. There's, yeah. There's, there's that. Yeah. I mean, the, the stories you hear about Raiders. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's. I mean, you know, the improvising scene. I mean, like that. There's a. I remember I saw something. When I was a kid. A scene when he's like he's he's under the. The the you know he's on the truck and he puts the whip in and slides in the back and everything like that scene in mm-hmm. Raiders when it, like mm-hmm. that's a scene that was like I think it's it's only a few lines in the script you know mm-hmm. it's like right. so Indy gives chase and takes over the truck it's like, <laughs> some, it's like some simple ass shit like that you and it, know? it's it, it's way and, yeah and, and, it's and elaborate and he's yeah. like oh you know what we're gonna do we're gonna roll it out like this but this is my argument you to know? that and this is my argument I always give to filmmakers and writers and directors and all that too is Steven Spielberg knows his film history mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he knows mm-hmm. his shit mm-hmm. a lot of these casts that are coming up they don't they know maybe a couple Steven Spielberg movies and stuff. <laughs> they grew up with they they were kids, mm-hmm. but they're not watching anything that other people have watched. See, that's true. To give you an analogy for mm-hmm. those of you who were like, "What?" Okay, <laughs> so BET, who BET <laughs> had their BET awards. No oh boy. Now I'm just gonna say this. This yeah. is where Annie but, Lennox got slighted. No, that's no, okay. Different thing. This is this is Leslie Jones. No, no, no. This yeah. This is the awards, and this is when I realized when you don't know your history. Mm-hmm. You're going to make bad shit and you're not going to be tight. <laughs> For example, I'm watching all the new, now there's an analogy, it goes with this, trust me. You're watching all these different artists, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the only highlight, the only good thing about the BET Awards was a new edition mm-hmm. and Mary J, Auntie Mary, mm-hmm. who whenever she breaks up, look, I love Mary J. Blige. 
her best material comes when she has breakups, when she has breakups mm-hmm. because she puts everything mm-hmm. down. She mm-hmm. takes off her shoes, takes down her hair, she do. she takes tra- the bra she going, off, she turning the patty, tells she? you everything uh-huh. you need to know. So I'm sitting there watching this. And so, you know, I was going along with the live tweet and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, Bruno Mars, yeah, you know, cute, you know. These mofos was like, I didn't know that Tiny sang with Escape. Who's El Barge? What? <gasps> who? I don't know who this person is. What? I'm not understand. Blaspheme. Wow. Bitch. Wow. 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 Bitch. wow. I was like, when you turn on Pandora, turn on. I mean, but listen. That's why I'm Jesus. so glad I'm no, my age. But listen. That's why I'm so glad. Even when <laughs> the youngest were coming up, so there's a lot of rappers and stuff coming out. Like even mm-hmm. you know they even brought some old heads and they got the new heads. So I'm watching all the youngins coming in, and first of all, it's like if you're gonna be a lyricist. You got to fucking enunciate, because part of being a lyricist yeah. is me understanding Can you tell the that to words. The Migos, then, please? Look, Migos, I understand. Babies, I look. We, look, we went through it when we had to do. But uh, what was that? The uh, what was that one group that was doing like all the the raps of our oh, cartoons? Oh, I know you're talking about. Um, um, oh, no, which one? Uh, oh God, what was the group? It was the two cartoon? dudes, dreadlocks. Oh, Fushnickens. Not, the, but they were part of that whole crew. De La Soul. No, not De La Soul. Oh, uh, oh, Dust Effects. Thank you. Oh, Dust oh, Effects. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, even when they was doing crazy stuff, we understood the words. You can rap as fast as you want. <laughs> True. You can gloss over clear. some words. You yeah. can do some clear. But at least I can go back yeah. and figure out what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Lisa, you can't be judgmental. You, got, you can't be like your elders mm-hmm. and judge. Young people got to make their own way. But one of the things that our generation did was we always knew the people ahead of us way mm-hmm. back when. Mm-hmm. There was a foundation. Yeah. When you when I was looking back at some of the BT highlights, like you know before the BT show comes on, I go look at the highlights. When Michael Jackson gave the thing to James Brown, mm-hmm. when Michael mm-hmm. sat there and said, "Even though I'm an icon, this is who I got it from," mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. James Brown came up because Michael Jackson started crying, and James Brown came over and said, "Go ahead, boy, do do your thing." <laughs> there was always a legacy of understanding the craft before us. You studied the great ones to understand, so that when you come out, you come out with something well. Mm-hmm. There was some kind of I don't know. It's our generation. I'm not gonna blame my generation because I know we was listening to no. music. When we were told. And our parents were. And our parents were talking to us. When you came to your house, you was listening to classics. Here's something that I noticed different, though. The kids today, their parents are just a few years older than them. They listen to the same music they listen to. Yeah. Isn't we that true? had to listen to shit from the 60s mm-hmm. and 50s and Motown. jazz and mm-hmm. blues and all kind of please. shit. You know what I mean? Heck we I heard even, it. My mom, like country, she played Kenny Rogers. Look, so my, my dad country, too. Yeah. Classic yeah. music. Like, there was no... Jack, we had everybody had rock music. On yes. a record play. Classic record. rock was played. You on have a track or a record you, play. You have to know music. You have to know it. I mean, if, well... If, if you're a music artist, then you got to know what came before you. If you're a filmmaker, you got to know before. You. I mean, there's there was a, but the filmmakers now are not doing. They're that. not. I mean, look, look. I agree. I, I mean, they're look, not. There was a song that Lady Gaga did. I don't remember what it was. This is right when she was blowing up, and I and it came on, and I was like, "This is Madonna's Vogue." <laughs> she just <laughs> right. She just revamped it. Mm-hmm. It's her lyrics, and I was kind of like. Why am I the only one who's saying this? Mm-hmm. Do the people who listen to you this aren't. not know Madonna's you song aren't. then? So, but but, but the people, her fans weren't. They were pretty, people were like shouting me down, like you still like your music. I was like, no, 
I, I, it's not that I don't have to like her music. It's like she's I not hear, making her music. Yeah, I hear yeah, some she, other shit. She's but, not making yeah. her own music. Even when we did it in our music, at least like even we were like sampling some things. At least we there was an understanding. Like I know where this music came from. But, so and I'm jumping it, off and from I'm jumping that off into from something that. different. And but yeah. sampling's so different. I mean, sampling is different than me like like singing over your track and changing the pitch. <laughs> <Right>. That's, <laughs> really different. That's just different. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, look, I mean, we talking about Supergirl. Earlier, I mean, like, there's a, you know, documentary, the thing about the war, the five mm-hmm. came back. So mm-hmm. he's talking about, you know, something he does every year is he has, he gets a new group, he gets a new group of people to watch this movie called The Best Years of Our Lives. Mm-hmm. That's about PTSD mm-hmm. in World War II, uh, this movie that, that William Wyler made. And he's saying, he was saying, he's like, he said, even for me, even though I watch this movie every year, I always find something new in the way this movie, in this movie. And he pointed something out that, like, it's uh, it's a movie that I had seen. He said that, it, like, honestly, a few times he was like, you know, watch this movie, and he's like, and William Myler doesn't ever move the camera until the last moment of the movie when they're in when Dana Andrews goes to this this he's doing a John Cassavetes type you, of you show, know, <laughs> yeah, like like to this great this, this mm-hmm. airplane graveyard, and it's just, and he was like, and at this point, because then he held it back and like the and and the that camera move then meant something because every other shot is so locked off mm-hmm. rigid because mm-hmm. this is like mm-hmm. working this guy's mm-hmm. emotional like he's still he's too rigid in his life you don't need to move the camera all the time right you know? yeah, yeah you, don't, you don't need to move it all the time you, know? you, know, you think just, they need to okay I gotta push in the here atten- get, the attention span sometimes less is more right. I'll say this to bring it all back full circle when you talked about kids today not knowing what came before them I had two cl- I had at least two classmates that I know of I didn't interview all of them but just sort of came up in conversation like we were sitting in class in UCLA and I'm giving and so we're giving feedback on someone's script and I said and I said oh well you know what you really got here because he had a hero and the hero is about to you know go on a journey you Mm -hmm. know go into the woods and like you know fend for himself and I said, what you, what you have here is, is Luke leaving Tatooine in Star Wars. Like the, the hero's about to start on the, on the journey. And he looked at me and he goes, I've never seen Star Wars. What? You're in an MFA it. screenwriting program at UCLA and you have never seen Star Wars. Hmm. So then I proceed to rant about it like a week later with a bunch of other people. And this other girl's like, oh, I haven't seen it either. And I'm like, oh, so that's at least two of my classmates. Wow. In an MFA screenwriting program that people are fighting to get into who have not seen Star Wars. And Star Wars is like pop culture. I, and I, I, I like, kind of got mad because I was like, the Captain, I was like, like the Frosted Flakes. I was like, I was like, movies. like everybody what, what knows. What bothered me is like, okay, I can get if you're like, a sci fi, that's not your wheelhouse, that's not your thing, fine. But this is a movie that changed our business right. in terms of. Franchises, yes. merchandising, sequels, sequels, yes. everything changed yeah. our right. business. And you, and you guys haven't seen it. Okay. Well, this was crazy. The crazy thing about that is the crazy thing is about that is that you were in pro, your program in the last two years, right? Mm-hmm. Last two or three years. Mm-hmm. Two years. So they've seen two Star Wars films right, come, come out, out mm-hmm. that are not you know they're deep in the franchise. We're right. talking about movie what nine and ten and shit like that. Right. So or whatever. I mean, or eight and nine, and it's just like. You know, you're not curious to go, watch. Go back what, and see the, the original what, one from 1977. Particularly if no. you're, if you're in, I mean, right. Perhaps if you're like a kid, maybe you don't. But if you're in the filmmaking class, right. you're fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on that note, <laughs> let's wrap yes, it up, y'all. Yes. 
Uh, where you at, Lisa? Lisa, call I'm always Jan. on Twitter. I'm always on Twitter. Um, uh, for most of the summer too, I'll be at the beach. So <laughs> come catch catch me out there. <laughs> you at the beach now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> It's, so a rough, it's a rough, it's a rough life. Yeah. So hit me up on Twitter, um, bitch flicks, and yeah, most of the time it's Twitter though. I'm always in and out, dipping, dabbing in the Twitter streets. Okay. Mm. Where you at, Chris? I am at uh, Twitter and on Instagram at um, unauthorized CBD. You also find me on my website every once in a while on um, shadowboxercinema.net. Have you written anything lately? No, no. <laughs> you I'm, like Lisa? I'm, I'm, I'm writing. I'm writing, <laughs> writing? projects, <laughs> so I haven't had time. Um, but I did want to. Well, no, never mind. I Are you going to write today? By the way, I am going to write today. Okay. Yeah. Are you loser? <laughs> <laughs> I had to. Loser? Isn't there like a pop song? Yeah. Loser. Oh, this. Yeah, this. Mm, yeah. So uh, you didn't ask, but I'll I just tell. Say, I'll just tell people. Back. Uh, back. Yes. Yes. Okay. Are we back on? Yes, now? we are. Yes. Okay, we're back um, on you. Lanelle White. <laughs> Lanelle White. So at Lanelle White on Twitter. L-Y-N-E-L-L-E-W-H-I-T-E. For your St. Louis li- listeners, I don't know if you have any, but then, uh, but if they are in St. Louis, my short film, An Uber Tale, the guys mm-hmm. at um, Cinema St. Louis have always been good to me. We have oh, the nice. St. Louis Filmmaker Showcase coming up, and they're going to screen my movie awesome. on July awesome. 17th. Okay, cool. Uh, at 9.30, go to cinemastlouis.org or .com. I don't know which one, but mm-hmm. that, there's a schedule. That's what's that. Yep. That's great. Cool. You're, you, yeah, it's going to be an actual theater theater. Like, in, it was at the Tivoli Theater, which is like anyone who lives in St. Louis knows that it's one of our oldest and oh, you know, it's one of those old, classic old theaters. That, I love yeah. that. I'm still hanging around showing independent Everybody get stuff. their hand. I keep forgetting. I'm like, sorry, my handle is yeah. what fresh hell this? I keep forgetting. I just assume people are another name. But if you type in Lisa Bolacaja, yeah, yeah, shows yeah. Up but too. most people can't. They forget Bolacaja part, so it's just. Mean. What See, I would forget what Fresh Hell is. <laughs> You've had that for a while, too. You were going to change that back, and you were like... I was going to change it back, but you know what? I leave. It's it works. It works. And there's nobody else who has that handle. I thought See, for I sure... I don't even know how it works. I just know I thought for sure like, somebody else would have that. Like, Jeff is Game of Thrones, and I'm like, what is that whole thing? I don't get it, but whatever. I don't know. Well, it's a play on Game of Thrones. No, I mean, oh. I don't even understand why you need it, is all I'm saying. Oh. Hmm. Like, why, why wish... Because maybe there was another Jeffrey Thorne. Is that what it is? Could be. Yeah. That's don't be looking at me like I'm no, crazy. No, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. I was being honest. I really I'm didn't understand. I'm sitting here. I'm being. Anywho. Uh, nice. So I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter, on Instagram, all that shit. Um, at Hilliard Guest. Follow the show. Screenwriters RR on Twitter. Um, if you have any questions, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook. That's really growing. Um, and Why you gotta point at me? Because you ain't put nothing on That's there true. yet in like it's been three, three years. years. I know. Ooh. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna just, put up one of my blogs. Oh, I haven't written a new one. Like, bitch, put an old fa- one up. It's Facebook. I'm just. Anyway, uh, shit like that. So y'all know how we do it on the rant room. On the show, we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what everybody. 2017. 2017. Peace, y'all. Ciao. Well, I'ma say what I feel. And I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Red Room. So you wanna be a writer?
well you gotta be a rider Till your fears are diminishing, the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind and the business got me stressed In the rent room, we let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerds got no time for no caca Sass in class, yes that's Mr. Bulakaja Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel, say what you want Welcome to the Red Room. Red Room. Red Room.